to be there in a home. But I can tell you, every time I've been to the edge of where the pit starts and life ends, I can tell you God is always there, ready to restore us from abandoning hope. He wants us to be happy. And he is saying to us, you need to know I am there. You brought me up and my soul up. Let's go to the next verse, the fourth verse. So what do I do in response to this restoration? Well, I do what the choir does. I sing. Sing praises to the Lord, O you faithful one, and give thanks to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. Thanks to his holy name, O Lord. You brought up my soul from Sheol. Notice, notice he's repeating again. Restored me to life among those who've gone down to the pit. So we are redeemed in this relationship. So we're being pulled up while the devil's trying to pull us down. We're being lifted up while the devil's trying to lift us down. And the day's going to come, John, that we're going to have those wings that we're going to be flying like angels. Can't you imagine John with a set of wings? Can Just picture John right now with a set of little wings. He's going to give you some little wings, John, because you don't need a lot. Because I don't know if you know the story, but John tried to jump off of a um, building one time. And he had, what was it, wings? Uh, He had a parachute, but it was like the little toy parachute. It weren't a real parachute. It was a toy, like a toy, like a little. And he didn't know the aerodynamics of how much uh, uh, you have to have to compensate for weight. And so his parachute, it didn't work. He fell off the buildings, what happened. <laughs> well, you're not going to fall with God because he's going to lift you up. He's going to say, angels, take care of that one because he's special with parachutes. And he's going to give you a set of wings where you can fly In fact, I've said it before, but one of the constant dreams I have, it seems it happened last night again. I dreamed that I can fly. I dreamed I can elevate. And I was elevating in the dream, and I was preaching away while I was elevating. So if I start elevating, y'all don't get scared or nothing. If I start lifting up off the floor, you know, I can start to feel it a little bit now. Can't you feel it too? You're being lifted up. See, God is lifting you up right now from your troubles, from your sorrows. He's lifting you up. He's saying it's going to be okay. I've got this. You don't need to worry. Here, I'm going to help you. Here, here, just grab hold of my hand. That's all you have to do. Just grab hold of my hand. See, he has restored us. He made my voice crack. Restored us to life. Let's go to the next verse. But now we've got to deal with faith. For his anger is but for a moment. Thank God Almighty. I said last Sunday, you know, God, he can get angry. God does get angry. He's been angry at me. He's been very angry at me. And believe me, when he gets angry at me, he sends Old Testament stuff. The earth starts to quake and the storms start to roll and lightning starts to strike. And I hush up real fast. Now, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Uh, please don't strike me right now. You may think that's silly. It's not silly. God gets angry because we mess up. We do things that aren't smart. We're mean when we should be nice. We're rude when we should be happy. We, we choose the wrong way. We should say, I love you instead of I hate you. We choose the wrong way. And God, he gets angry at us. And he helps us. And his anger is but for a moment. His favor 
is for a lifetime. Isn't that great? His favor is for a lifetime. And I love this verse. This verse is one to memorize. This verse is one to keep in your heart. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. How many times in your life have you wept? You wondered about the, the circumstances. They say some of the people in California, after the second one hit, the 7.1, after the 6.4, they couldn't stay in the houses and they slept outside because they were afraid their own house would fall on them. They spent a restless night while literally the thousands of many quakes were happening. The earth is trembling beneath them. I told you Galileo saw it when he saw him swaying. He saw the power of this creation in this world. And he realized we're not God. God is God. And we turn to God because with the morning comes hope. Because in the morning, what do we do? We see the day. We see the sun. We see hope. We see life. We see we can rebuild this. We see we can make this work. We see we can put it back together because God is helping us. Oh, Lord, you have brought me up, my soul up from Sheol. You have restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Notice he repeats it again. You have to know the Psalms are songs. That's an Old Testament songbook. It's literally an Old Testament songbook. They think that when the crusaders went on the third crusade to Jerusalem, they went down into the well of souls and found an old part of the temple of Solomon. And inside of that, they found, uh, and this is in the Indiana Jones episode, this is history and some of the archaeology, they found these songs so the Psalms were meant to be sung, and so this is the refrain, O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Let's go to the next verse. But as for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. That's what always happens after we get lifted up by God. He puts us back where we need to be. He sets us on the straight and narrow. We start to think it was all us. <laughs> we start to think it was me. I'm the reason this happened. We start to think our prosperity is our hard work. Every single dime we have, every single day we have, God gave us. Because I should have drowned it in that pool in Fuquay Varina years ago as a teenager trying to swim across the deep end because I didn't have much sense back then and may try now a little bit harder. But God saw it that I lived that day. See, everything we have is because of him. It's not our prosperity. I've known some people that are very wealthy and they think they earned every dime of it and they don't understand when I do the sermon at their funeral, they don't take it with them. Though my daddy said he had one man that tried to take it with him down at Chinkapin. He said, uh, he came home from the service and he said, I want you to know that man tried to take it with him. And I said, what did he do? And he said he made his call out of high level metal and he spent all this money on that and I said did he put any in the coffin he said I don't know but he tried to take it with him the only thing you can take with you is loving God and loving Jesus that's all we're going to have when we go to the gate and Jesus is going to say come on in good and faithful servant you have been faithful and here let me reward you see, see we are not 
a people of prosperity. I may be going against some theology today because some people say that this is what faith is about, making money. Sisters and brothers, if God wants you to be poor, be bo- just be poor and happy. God wants you to be rich, be rich and happy. Somebody, um, they said, won that lottery over in Lillington. They got a, you know, claimed the ticket by the 14th. Did you see that? It's like a $500,000 ticket. They bought it at a store over there, and nobody's claimed it, and it's about to come out on the 14th, and they won't be able to claim it anymore. So if you won that lottery, uh, come see me afterwards. God wants his 10%. (laughs) If you are prosperous, be prosperous in God. But if you're poor, be poor in God. It's okay. The monks used to take the vow of poverty, chastity, and obedience. So let's keep going here, the seventh verse. But by your favor, O Lord, you have established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. So God is helping us to have a strong foundation so nothing can shake us. And we are strong to be able to do what he wants us to do. Wesley said, make all you can, do all you can, and all the ways you can, forever as you can. See, we're called to be a people who strive for this. So let's keep going in the eighth verse. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. Supplication means a prayer. And it means a prayer on behalf. So when we pray a prayer of supplication, we're praying on behalf. We're saying, Lord, we uh, need to lift this up, this circumstance, this situation. Because understand how we pray for others is how we are prayed for. The good that you do is the good that others do for you. The golden rule isn't just about helping others. It's really about helping yourself. For the kinder you are, the kinder the world is with you. The BGs had it right, you know. Laugh in the world, laughs with you, weep and you weep alone, you know. There's an old uh, song that the BGs had and one of the poets wrote about. See, this is the world we live in that we need to cry out to God, help me, Lord. And here we go to the next verse, the ninth. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell your faithfulness? In other words, the psalmist is saying to God, you don't want me dead. You need me alive to praise you. That's what I want to do is praise you. If you let me go and abandon me, what hope will there be? He's crying out in supplication going, Lord, I need you. I need you. And we have a great old home. Uh, um, uh, So an old hymn, just I need you every hour. Okay, let's keep going. Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me, O Lord, be my helper. God hears you. God knows what's going on. He knows the heartache you've been through. He knows the trials that you have seen. He knows the nights that have been long. He knows the sorrow. He knows the tears that you have cried. He knows it. He hears you. He hears you this morning. Let's keep going to the 11th verse. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. See, people in the old days, when they had a death in the family, they would literally put on sackcloth. Sackcloth is a hard cloth used to hold wheat and grain, and it really tore your skin, and they would put ashes on their head. Mourning actually wasn't just wearing dark clothes. It was literally being, in, in a way, punished 
because death was seen as a sorrow. And here he's saying that you have turned my mourning into dancing. In other words, I'm no longer crying. I'm laughing. I'm happy. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. And joy comes in the morning. So let's go to the next verse. God is helping us. He's giving us something to dance about so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. By the way, that's what's wrong with the postmodern church right now. We're silent. We're not telling people how good it is to be a Christian. We're not telling them every day we wake up and we're blessed by God and it's a wonderful life and I don't have to worry about my children or my grandchildren or my life or my soul. I want to tell you my God is real and he is something special and he is helping me. It's the best investment I've ever made. It's the best step I've ever taken and I'm glad to be a Christian. When's the last time you heard that? <laughs> Mostly we just want to be silent. It's my faith. and uh, It's just what I do. It's my faith. Sisters and brothers, when the Carolina Panthers start winning, we start screaming. When the Heels start winning, we start screaming. When Duke starts winning, we, I'm not going to say we start screaming, but, but people be happy, you know. Oh, happy. Happy. See, my soul may praise you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Let's go to the next verse. The joy. <laughs> there it is, 13. Let's keep. What's that? 12. Did we stop at 12? Well, that is the end. I will give thanks to you forever. I outrun my sermon. Did you? Can you believe that? <laughs> I've never done that before. In 33 years of preaching, I outrun my sermon. In, in just my mind, I was thinking that we still had more to go. So something's missing here. What's going on here? I, there's supposed to be two more verses, but there's not. Psalm 30 only has how many verses, Brad? It, it only has that. It only has 12, right? Or is it 14? Who has a Bible? Let's look this up. We're going we're to figure this out. Uh, so, Miss, uh, if you will, just Miss Michaelili, are there two verses? And it ends at 12? What in the world? Leona, you're going to have to check me out or something. Take me to the doctor. I'm, I'm missing two verses. I had in my mind there were two more verses, and those verses were about praising God and giving God the glory and, and singing to God hope. What is going on? The preacher done lost verses. He's seen things. Understand this weren't planned. I'm not that smart. It's just I'm confused. So what could they be? But it was that verse. It was the same verse. Right? It was, I will give thanks to you forever. That's what the last verse is, I think. That's the verse I read. Okay. Do you know what we're doing? Do you know what we're doing? That's the, that's the end of it. Do you know what we're doing here? That's what we're doing. I didn't just lay it on a plate and said, here, eat it. It's all you need. I'm telling you, you got to go look it up and figure it out. And the preacher's confused. Help the poor preacher. you got to live this life. I can't live it for you. You're the ones that got to live it. It's your life, not mine. 
If you're not happy, what can we do about that? What can make you happy? What can fill you with joy? I think we all are in a place of joy. We're in a relationship of joy. There's no harm in this place. There's no malice. Nobody's after you here. <laughs> the only thing I'm after is one thing, your soul. Because I want you to be in heaven with me. Because I'm going to be there. And I'm going to straighten myself up till I get there. I'm going to let myself know to quit being hard-headed and stubborn and hateful. And do not quote me on this. Because if I start being quoted, I'll quote you on your things. <laughs> See, God loves us. All he wants is for us to be happy. But he's going to shake the earth. He's going to terrify us and say, you got to straighten up people. He's going to send the storms and say, you better get in the right place with me. This nation has to quit what it's doing and get on its knees and thank God and quit letting go of the very freedoms that God made us to be a people who are free to worship and thank God for the life we had. I apologize for running out of Scripture, but I'm happy that you are the Scripture, the living Scripture. I invite you to the table now. Um,